See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Joe's Apartment for free on YouTube. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Script. My name's TJ Davis. He, him pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick and my pronouns are she and her. I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. And on today's episode of Cedar Script, we are doing a who the fuck was this made for? of joe's apartment from 1996 because like seriously like how much fucking cocaine was david geffen doing to give this movie 13 million dollars to be made either too much or not enough i just don't think they had any experience like like, you know basically it's just like they had they knew how you know they have their mtv station and then they they were like, oh, yeah, these short films. Like, yeah, we can da- make a feature out of this one. And it's just like, no. Like, no. maybe if you had had more than one short film. Like, honestly, when it comes to this, it should have been relegated to be, like, a recurring segment on Liquid yeah. TV at the time. Well, if, I mean, that's the thing. Is anything, I thought, I thought you know? like, I, I was surprised it was just the one short film, as near as I can tell. And it wasn't, like, a series that they tried to turn into a show. Because, basically, they greenlit this and they greenlit Beavis and Butthead, the first movie, at the same time. Which, you know, it took them a couple of years to get the Beavis and Butthead first movie out. But the Beavis and Butthead movie, as far as I know, was mostly okay. I haven't actually seen it. but It mostly works, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like, an extra long episode of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. But, yeah. like, Mike Judge isn't terrible. So, Mike Judge yeah. knows what he's doing. So, yeah. well, I mean, Mike Judge, he had a bit of learning curve. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, he got there. I know. And I mean, like, you know, that's the thing is I feel like I, I don't think this concept is terrible. I just think that the way it's executed kind of shows a lack of understanding of basic story structure in ways oh, yeah. that make it very episodic and just very sketch comedy based most of the sketches don't work um and it's just like if you just kind of like honed in your craft just a little bit you could have gotten something successful here i mean to me like i thought that this compared somewhat to like the south park movie of uh just like taking you know, especially the early seasons of South Park really aren't that great. But yeah. I think the movie is like a major leap forward in terms of, of quality, which then ultimately also started to happen on the show around like, see, right. Like, I mean, I know it's right around when Butters becomes an actual character, like Butters very first episode or stuff is when they start actually doing good episodes on South Park, but it takes them a few seasons to get there. Yeah. And it also like, especially bigger, longer and uncut sort of taught them like, Oh, we can do some serialized stuff as well. Yeah. You know, and that, that was exciting to see them go into. I think they yeah. leaned a little too hard into it in recent seasons and in some seasons, to their I detriment, mean, it, but yeah, like, I mean, there's still been some good stuff in there, you know, but yeah. Hey, we're not talking about South Park. We're talking about Joe's apartment from 1996. Ugh. Can't even remember who the fuck directed it because it's like the only feature he's had. John Payson. John Payson <laughs> is the director. John um, as Payson. Fear, near as I can tell, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia entry about himself. <laughs> no, so. he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't really deserve one. <laughs> I'm really um, glad that I feel never... I feel bad for him to a certain extent. I just feel like he got in over his head, and it's just like all he really needed to do was take a crash course on story structure, kind of impart what he knew into the film, and we could have gotten something that was at least coherent. Um, or, or find a fucking writer instead of trying to write a feature yourself for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> like, I would say that uh, the way this turned out uh, shows a serious lack of judgment because, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right, TJ. Like, it not only does he not know what he's doing, he clearly didn't ask anyone for help. Yeah. And, no. like, <laughs> and like, that alone means that his, like, this is not the career for you. Like, if you, like, it, yeah, if you're going to be that stubborn and, like, refuse to, like, learn from other people who have, like, done it longer than you, uh, just find something else where, like, uh, no one else's job is on the line. I'm super curious what this guy went on to do with his life because 
uh, I'm guessing he's not dead. Used he's car not, salesman. He, he's not like making film anymore. <laughs> Maybe he became a producer. I don't know. Drug dealer. <laughs> but like, he's not a. Uh, he's not producing anything. Any. He's not directing or writing anything anymore. Uh, I'm gonna go with he doesn't work in this industry and hasn't since this movie. Maybe. I yeah. do find it funny that Wikipedia calls it a American musical black comedy. I I don't really get much black comedy from this, and I wish it had Nor more musical. I. Well, I mean, that's one of the big things that I wanted to say, and I didn't know if we should get into it now. But Oh, I no, do say... no. But before we get into that, yeah. we should before we get into the yeah. movie, let's get into the movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, And also worth mentioning, I don't think we did, this was the first MTV film. And I totally had the poster and I totally saw this in theaters. All right. Um, Loser. Yeah, <laughs> I really am. Uh, penniless and straight out of University of Iowa, Joe, Jerry O'Connell, our star, our hero, moves to New York needing an apartment and a job. With the fortuitous death of Mrs. Grotowski, a writer named Walter Shit. I'm going to just skip over fucking names of people. Most of them don't matter. That one's funny, though. Well, I mean, no, I, it's I mean, an attempt like, at a joke. I don't know if it's actually funny. <laughs> yeah. As a I person, mean... as a person with a vaguely sort of similar sounding German name, it is funny. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. I mean, he he does have one of my favorite lines in this. Like, "Are you okay? No, I'm an artist." <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Um, helps Joe to take over the last rent-controlled apartment in a building slated for demolition by convincing everyone that Mrs. Grotowski was Joe's mother. Uh, also, quick aside, like, I sort of love how prophetic this thing was with, like, you know, falling apart shithole apartments being 1500 in New York, and I won't have a problem finding a job. I've got a college degree. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, like, the, the, like, there's commentary that definitely could be here that isn't about you know uh poverty or the decline of western civilization yeah i mean like like the job market like there's a lot of commentary that like obviously could be in this film it isn't but it could be so also you know what would have made joe's life a lot easier is just saying that that was his grandmother probably like uh age appropriate wouldn't would it wouldn't mean that like it sounds weird when he's talking to his mom on the phone like yeah and i mean also there's a weird continuity error in terms of what is joe's actual last name because at the end of the film he gets a deed to the apartment with the grotowski last name it's like but that's not your real last name like yeah, his real but, last name is never I, established I, trust like... me i i had that thought as well because it's <laughs> like oh you're using an alias on a legal document and uh that's not gonna stand up in court if anybody tries to challenge who owns the land yeah uh yeah i mean i guess this is the 90s and they're assuming that he could just like go down to the local bodega and get like when they got the end of the script (laughs) probably (laughs) that's but hey it's a movie (laughs) yep it is Is technically a movie (laughs) Um, so technically yeah yeah uh if senator senator doherty uh actor robert vaughn the only thing i can ever think of him from is uh basketball yeah i mean you know i'm sure he's in plenty of other things but Honestly, most actors I think should be ashamed to be in this film. So yes. it was like, like they got a cast that's not terrible. I mean, I never saw the Megan Ward ever again, but like, you know, I mean, I, mean, I never really saw Megan Ward ever again after this. She's yeah. acted plenty. I just haven't seen her after this. Also, yeah. was Jerry O'Connell like a known? He was name up at and this coming point? at the t- like he okay. was kind of like on he... his way up. All right, like, this so is he was more than like right. No, this is right around the time of Sliders. Yeah, I thought this but, was like, like you know, six months prior to Sliders or something. Oh, like maybe. I thought yeah. so, Sliders came out like 95, but that means that this would have already been filmed when Sliders right, came out. Right. So this was, so he was more than just, hey, look, it's the fat kid from Stand By Me? Uh, he was basically known as the fat kid. Yeah, no, so Sliders did start in 95, and this was probably filmed right before Sliders, but came out after. Because yeah. I have to imagine the post-production on this took a little while so yeah 
Well, with the visual effects. Yeah, the visual effects are pretty extensive, and honestly, they're the highlight of the film. <laughs> yeah. <so>. yeah. <laughs> One of the better <laughs> things about solid. this movie. And yeah. some of like, the musical In my opinion, I was going to say, like, there, there yeah. are two things good about this movie, and it's like the VFX, for especially for 96, are good, mm-hmm. and the musical numbers. Yeah. I really enjoy but yep. hey, we'll, we'll we'll get into that because we don't even know anything about talking cockroaches yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, if Senator Doherty can empty the building, he can make way for the prison he intends to build there. <laughs> the world's largest, like the largest prison in the center of Manhattan. Right. And yeah. Like, yeah. This, like, this is that would fucking because that would fucking work. Yeah. But right. Like this is where like social commentary, like could be really good if executed well because it's such a ludicrous idea but it it tell but it says a lot about you know how the conflation of poverty and crime um but this film isn't interesting well i mean even just like a commentary on late stage capitalism right would have really worked in here you know yeah or or yeah or or for-profit prisons or anything like that yeah like (laughs) there's a lot of potential for commentary here that is completely not explored in other words most of the like the majority of stuff on mtv in the 90s yep yeah some of it like they they occasionally got the commentary and most of the time half of an idea all the time yeah uh, i mean i feel half half is generous generous. again (laughs) arguably the best commentary they had was daria like eon Eon flux like almost got there and like didn't quite but the visuals made up for it great animation of that but yes, yes moving on um and he uses thug Alberto Bianco and his nephews, Vlad and Jesus, or is it Jesus or Jesus? I it's can't Jesus. remember. It's it Jesus. is Jesus. Okay. To intimidate tenants, not intimidate tenants, to fucking straight up try and murderize tenants. Yeah. Yep. Or actually murderize tenants. Relocate to Florida. Yeah. You yeah. literally watched, I mean, we didn't watch them actually murder somebody with their own hands, but like we did somebody see some one of the tenants go out a window or not yep. out a window but by and a it's window. implied that they're killed by <laughs> yes by, by falling yeah, yeah. well I mean, we, we saw an attempted implied that, yeah it's implied that vlad and jesus are the ones who did that so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean that they end up like trying to burn down the building as well i don't know if this fucking mentions well they do there. burn down the building well yeah yes. they, they do burn down the building <laughs> but we'll get there we'll get there uh joe discovers he has uh, 20 to thirty thousand roommates all of them talking singing cockroaches grateful that a slob has moved in led by ralph played by billy west I, yeah. I do love when he's uh, apartment hunting early on. You can hear a like proto version of Zoidberg's voice as one yep. of the uh, potential uh, landlords. Yeah, mm-hmm. gave me a little giggle. Yep, because like good. I've been a Billy West fan ever since I was a kid. You know. Yay! Like, people are paying attention to me. Yeah, he 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 was Doug, man. He he was like I forget what he took on like Bugs Bunny, but. Uh, uh yeah it was around was it would have been around this time it was like i think time. i think he took over bugs bunny for space jam um so it was around this time all right so it would have been around this time yeah um the sentient toon savvy insects scare away the thugs in an act of enlightened self enlightened self-interest uh that endears them to their human meal ticket Tired of living on handouts from mom back in Iowa, and after a series of dead-end jobs ruined by his well-intentioned six-legged roomies, Joe finds himself the unskilled drummer in Walter Shit's band. Hanging posters for shit, he encounters Se- Senator Doherty's daughter, Lily, played by Megan Ward. You might remember her from such films as Freaked, if you've ever seen it. <laughs> um promoting her own project, a community garden to occupy the vacant site surrounding Joe's apart- Joe's building. I mean, also, I, I don't understand, like, she's familiar with the property, but, like, they never connect together that that's where he lives. 
Like even when she oh, there's shows a lot, up, there's to a lot his of place, weird, like, stu- like half ideas in terms of her character background, like why she works in a call center for no reason is like bizarre. Like, well, I mean, I guess, altruism. If yeah. she's just like, if her dad's a senator, but like she doesn't agree with his politics. No, I know, but it's just like good, she goes from like, like being like, I really explored. care about the community to like, I, I really doing somebody this job burned down my garden and for, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, in her work, when she's working at the call center, it's just like she hates interacting with everyone. And then she's like, I care so much about the community. And it's just like, like, these are two different concepts that you like force together. Like, mm-hmm. like well, it's three ones who bring in the fact that her father's a senator. Like, you know, it's just, it's a bunch of like half assed ideas in her character background that, that like don't hold together at all. And it's right. Just like, let's take a step back and think about this character instead of like giving this impossible role to play to Megan Ward that she kind of like has to half ass because like the character doesn't make any sense. Yes. So. But a gift to Lily while working on her garden is enough to woo her back to Joe's apartment. Uh, I mean, exotic flowers grown in elephant shit <laughs> is, you know, yeah, I mean that's the thing. She the wrote her thesis on thinks, those flowers. <laughs> the fact that this movie thinks that having a montage of of Joe collecting shit, shit is, is is high comedy is is really what, all you need to know about this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, like the only one that was like semi funny was like wait, him and the, the, the dog, dog owner. Poop? Yeah, yeah. Like that's oh yeah that's that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like, uh, wait, let me just get the through the rest of this. Jerry O'Connell's face is hilarious throughout the montage. Yes. But that's like, the, that's like, the best part. But of that's, it. that's kind of it. It's just like this, it, this isn't that funny a concept and it goes on way too long. So, but yes. that's most of the gags of this. Like, mm-hmm. and it's only like 80 minutes, man. And oh, it's still way it drags. too long. Oh my God, does it drag? However, uh. the cockroaches break a promise to keep out of his business and a panicked Lily flees, only to discover the, the garden she'd worked on had been burned to the ground. During a fight with his roommates over his spoiled romantic evening, the building suffers the same fate as the garden. Uh, just like it, entirely skipping over the, the fact that, like, I yeah, they it's go to pretty war, important that the Bianco's like, did this. Yeah, it's pretty important. He that the rambos Bianco's... up and then they Gulliver's travels him. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't add anything to the plot. I mean, I think the important thing is like the Bianco's burnt down the building in the garden. Like, yes. you know, like this just says that they caught fire. It's like, no, they were intentionally burnt down by the villains of this movie. So. Yes. whatever yes well because the land is more valuable as a prison to them because for-profit well, prisons are bad yeah and i don't mobs, say that jokingly for-profit prisons are bad and they, they are exist. bad i mean it's just i don't understand why mafiosos are that invested <laughs> yeah. in turning this into a for-profit prison like it would make more sense because if then like, we can we're squeal gonna... on everyone that we know and have I them mean, thrown but, into the prison but literally <laughs> everything every other use would be much more lucrative I mean, it, it more Manhattan. Sense if, like they should have been like I, they're gonna turn it into like a racetrack where they're gonna have like underground bedding or something no you know? it's Manhattan. luxury it, condos yeah mixed use yeah. Hello, residential on the upper floors, commercial on the bottom, make fucking bank. That's it. Well, yeah, Done. Yeah. 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 That makes the most sense. But yeah. Something for that makes sense for or like these mafia strongmen to literally be really for anything yeah. but yeah. a prison. A prison. Yeah. Why would they want a prison there? <laughs> um a mutual truce between the hapless and now homeless roommates lead the leads the cockroaches to call in favors from every roach, rat, and pigeon in New York City to try and make amends to Joe. Overnight, the roaches scour New York to gather materials to convert the entire area into a garden and take care of all the necessary paperwork to ensure harmony remains overall. Reigns overall, and, whatever. And, and, and that's... That's the movie, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they skipped over a lot, but there really isn't, it's not worth correcting. I mean, it's more like (laughs) there are a number of moments in the movie that I do like that I would talk about more. Like, they they hardly even fucking talk about the fact that it's a musical. 
Like I kind of well, wish that it leaned and more. And that's one of the problems. With well, yeah, this. I wish it like, leaned more into. I wish it was that. a musical. Like, don't make it like, just the cockroaches singing. Have an opening number with Joe talking about out his big dreams in the city that ends with him getting mugged. Have like give every yeah. character a fucking I want song so that they have more background. It pads the length, and there's like real opportunities for like ma- developing some of these jokes into funny musical numbers. Like the big one right. that stands out to me is like like Doherty's like obsession with wearing women's clothes which hasn't dated well like i i just think that like overall to have him be a music a musical number about how he'd rather wear women's clothes than do his job as a senator is a hilarious missed opportunity like yeah. i you know yeah. i don't care what my voters I, want I, or, or want me to support or what they want me to oppose all i want to do is put on women's clothes you know it's like yeah and that's right off your right off the top of your head yeah. like yeah I, I want i want this to be like avenue q meets ratatouille yeah i, I think that that would be so much more fun than this slog yes yeah. it's got moments and it I does feel, have moments and if jerry o'connell can can sing it all like his facial expressions would really sell it in a you know kind of comedy musical format well i mean i I just think that it gives you the opportunity to flesh out these characters significantly more because you know so much of like musicals is like all the plot stops just so characters can talk about that how they're feeling and these characters are really flat because they never really get the opportunity to talk about what they're feeling so like it solves a bunch of problems while I think making it more fun for the audience. Um, And, you know, like obviously the cockroaches are still going to have all their musical numbers. Some of them do work to an extent. Um, I also, I'm disappointed. I feel like Ralph should be given a more specific character design. So he's more easily distinguishable. Um, I would agree with you on that. So, but like, like, I, I just think that like, there's a way of making this feel better if you do like all those things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, I think I chuckled the most in like the first couple of minutes with the like, hey, mom, I just got to New York City and everything is yeah. great. And like getting mugged over and over yeah. and over. Yeah. Just ending with like the, hey, mom, send money. Yeah. No, like, I mean, like, that's a good gag, but like it would have been better as a song hello mom i just got to new york and everything's great yeah they yeah. just get to mug over hello, and over again. Mom. <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean like I, I think that there's an opportunity like i do think that that's like probably the best gag in the entire movie is him getting mugged three times as he leaves the bus yeah <laughs> like, i i had such high hopes because i'd never seen this before watching yeah, for this and like i had high hopes af- at that gag i was like oh well then maybe this won't be so oh never mind that was yep. the best oh, thing in the mind. movie Yep, yep. That's I mean, that the was the best gag in the movie. Like again, yeah. the 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 singing cockroaches. Like, I'm not saying every musical number worked perfectly for me, but like, I just wish man, that there were was, more there musical was... numbers than songs in the film. And that's the thing is like have them like I think they kind of stumbled on like like a an eleven o'clock number with the whole like like surfing the sewers or whatever number. But like most of the time, it's just like. They're songs that happen instead of like songs that like give us better understanding of characters. Right. You know, again, why I think that this would have worked better as like a series of vignettes on like liquid television back in the day. Oh, yeah. uh, Of like, you know, because like I can look, I can watch this movie and I can like chop out what so many of them are. And it's mostly just like dropping their quote unquote story. Yeah. Um, But like, yeah, I mean, you know, in, it, if, like there are some good musical numbers, there are some good like sequences. I especially like the, um, you know, the cockroach cable access. Uh, yep, I thought yeah. like there were some good gags in there. Yeah. Like, like the, uh, you know, uh, no tell roach motel. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. That, and the, and, and the, like that. The meeting and, of and, all like, the vermin. Like, yes. The meeting yeah. of the vermin. Like <laughs> those are good gags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think you're right. Like a series of shorts that just completely ignore, like just get rid of the whole love story because it's just so uninteresting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, you know, but that is probably, you know, I mean, your focus should be the roaches, not Joe. Yeah. 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 
I think you're right. Yeah, the focus should be the roaches. And I mean, you know, I would have preferred the roaches to be more aware of the fact that, hey, we need to keep Joe alive. I've um, so that the apartment doesn't get torn down, like more of them sort of like tricking it, like, like, like saving home Joe alone, without him home alone yeah. with roaches. Like, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Joe is completely unaware that like, like the Biancos are trying to kill him and the roaches are like just hoarding them at every turn. That could be really funny. You know, mm-hmm. that's a really yeah. good, good gag. I, I just think making Joe kind of oblivious to that is way funnier than Joe's like, these guys are sketchy. And I don't know how to deal with them. And then the roaches save the day. And it's like, oh, I get along with the roaches now. It's just sort of like, I don't know. I mean, like, I get that that's why Joe gets along with the roaches. But at the same time, I mean, they played up the fact that he's a total slob. So I just think that like, like they could have like bonded over the fact that they're watching like junk TV or something like that. And it's just like, Joe hears them laughing at something that he's laughing at. And he's like, huh? And then, you know, that's all they needed, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that, that feels like it would have functioned way better. Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, and, and again, like I, I, you know, I think we both, we all watched the, the short that this is based on, which is a sequence in the film of like Joe has a date and tries to tell the roaches to be out of the way and then they end up getting themselves involved and scaring her off and it's just like it kind of works as the short film and it totally doesn't work in the movie so yeah I mean it it at least works better in the short film yeah I think that's yeah, like I, I would yeah. run I would want to play up like the musical aspect of this like I want to make it an act like Ideally, I wanted to make it a rock opera. Be more it a like, rock opera uh, yeah, I would want to make yeah. it more of a rock opera. Yeah, uh, I would. I was thinking Especially like an coming opera, like MTV. Yeah, yeah, like it would have been a whole lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, like I'm sure they could have, of you know, either talked to various other musicians or you know, I mean, considering MTV's pull at the time, like I yeah. feel like they could have either gotten a band to write all the music or they could have just commissioned individual artists to write a song here or there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to be able to advertise this as like featuring original music from a bunch of popular artists at the time would be a pretty big selling point, you know? Absolutely. So, And hopefully you wouldn't have to get bogged down with, uh, you know, the lack of story and the forced love interest and all that shit. Yeah. Again, Ugh. I want the folks to be the roaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As, or like, or like, you know, uh, you, are, you have the most interesting part. <laughs> you, you have uh, Joe show up to New York. Um, he can't play music and he can't write music, but he loves music and is trying to get a job on Broadway. And again, like this is where yeah. like, the Ratatouille idea comes in well, because I mean... then you have the Roaches who can write and arrange. And he's yeah. just selling it off as like his own music and like. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is, is the, you introduce the whole like Walter Schitt's band plot that really kind of goes nowhere. Um, it's bizarre that they introduce Joe carrying well, a plus, guitar case and then he's he got can't a guitar play the case drums at all. So has no rhythm. Yeah, it, yeah. like not no even rhythm. rhythm. Like it, you can you can sit down at a guitar set and like at least bomb, a drum set bomb, and go and, yeah bomb yeah. bomb. You, you yeah. know, like instead, like he is aggressively bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a weird gag. It, it's such a weird thing that he's like, like, hey, you should come. They tells Lily to come check out his band where which Walter specifically hires him to play shitty. And apparently he doesn't practice with them to realize how terrible he is. Like at least have a scene of like Walter, like pumping him up that like, no, nah, man, you sounded great. That was awesome. Like, uh, it's, I think it's like, kind of funnier that he doesn't realize that he's bad because. Oh, like, I know. He, but I mean, like I, he's I feel, never even yeah. played. I'm guessing that this is a guy who's never actually played an instrument before. Yeah. But he shows up to New York, New York with a guitar, guitar case. case. Yeah. Which so... implies that he has a guitar that he at least can like play like Rob on. Uh, Not see, good, but like can see make the sounds? example of David Lister. I mean <laughs> Yeah, no, I yeah. mean, but I like but again that we need a like, scene need of a like scene Jerry of O'Connell. Yeah. holding a guitar and playing, playing it horribly and not realizing it like that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. We, need, we need a scene of him rehearsing with walter being terrible and walter being like this guy is awesome but you know that he's using him because walter also drops out completely out of the film after that sequence oh yeah it's yeah. just like like it's a it's disappointing that they didn't have more ideas to do anything with that plot but overall they just don't know what they're doing with characters in general 
Um, And I think that, you know, just making sure that they had developed a plot and had through lines for everything could have and should have went a long way with this. Because I think that they introduce some interesting characters and then do nothing with them. I think that like, like the Senator or like, they give him some like the whole like women's clothing thing. Like they give him that it's something that he can play. It doesn't go anywhere though. Yeah. Um, like, I, you know, the oh, and I get the impression that it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be a little like, more like bondage because then there's the scene no, towards the end. Scene, yeah. Well, there's a scene towards the end where he's wearing like the spiked wristband. Right. Right. And it's, it's very like, inconsistent. Uh, okay. It's very inconsistent. But I mean, in you know, I think the scene when he's like talking to his daughter, he's like, where'd you get those earrings? Like, like, you know, there is like that thing of like, they could have played that more in interesting ways i also think there's there's like it's unfortunate because i think that there's like a real missed opportunity for like like the father buys something for himself and lily thinks it's an inappropriate gift from someone else like you know like those are things that like normally would happen if you set this up like but yeah that would have worked yeah yeah it's like i so oh they're like you can develop that character more. You can develop all these, and you know, he's one of the ones that like, at least he kind of shows up early and stays consistent throughout. You have characters like Jerry's boss who like had a thing for Jerry's mom, which I think like, they really only explore in that one scene. That's one like, scene. like, I think they could have like, I felt like that like character was really odd, underdeveloped. Well, then yeah. there's like an odd anti-feminist message when it yep. came to him yep. as well. Yep. Because, you know, he was pushed out by feminine hygiene. Yeah. Like. Yep. And that's never. It's a again. weird choice. And it's I don't know choice. why they went with it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I just feel like this is a character. Or even just, or her, even her just letting women, Megan right? Ward. Even just letting Megan Ward, like, touch, you know, use piss pucks. Yeah. yeah. And, like, not realizing. And, like, nobody addressing that, like, his overalls or coveralls his his speed suit says piss well i mean that's yeah. definitely P-I-S-N-S. something that's a production S-N-S. design that like, people think think is kind of funny as you're watching it well it's, but, it's kind of funny but it would be funnier if people were like piss i don't know i don't think it would necessarily just be like funnier everybody... if you draw attention to it but i do think that they needed to explore the kind of culture of the company a little bit better because I like I him going him arriving at Yankee Stadium I think is is actually a pretty good gag but I yeah. just kind of would have liked to play up his boss as this kind of like really chauvinistic horn dog and then ultimately he gets taken over by a feminist company and it's just like he gets that would have worked way better for like him. yeah it's, yes it's much funnier so like instead of just like oh randomly is me the women yeah. are taking over yeah is sort of what <laughs> i took away from that scene yeah women am i right <laughs> yeah women <laughs> yeah. it's like it's females a, yeah it's a lot of like really half-assed developed characters like i i just you know especially like the the mob boss like we see more of his goons than we see of him so we don't know what he's getting yeah. out of this like as we already pointed out, what does he benefit from turning that lot into a prison? Like that literally turned that property to anything, anything else. else. And it makes sense. Just, just turn into like the world's largest 24 hour laundry mat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're a mob like, person. Yeah, you're you're trying to like, you're, you're trying to like, money. yeah, I always need to laundry my money. Like I needed to be, I need a laundry mat this big, but that's a funny gag because it's a yes. play on words, but like, like you know there's just a lot of like missed opportunities for just like just take this a little further and i just think that like if you just if you just taken done the basic work of looking like what basic screenwriting structure is what basic musical structure is any sort of story structure and just applied it to this film we would have gotten something coherent yeah. um and not necessarily <laughs> good but like at least it wouldn't feel like a bunch of half-assed sketches thrown together most of which aren't that successful so yeah agreed because yeah it, it, it feels like a bunch of seeds of ideas that are never really brought to grow in the garden of the movie Mm-hmm. you know to, to yeah. use the movie well and, and you know it's funny because it's it's just like you can take some of the individual gags that i think work like i mean i think think that you know oh oh the idea of 
of Joe collecting all the fertilizer and then bringing it home defeated because he doesn't think, because he thinks that, at, you know, the girl he was trying to impress with it, which is a really bizarre idea anyway, mm-hmm. hey, like is seeing someone else and like the cockroach is being excited about it. I think like that's a really, like has a lot of potential there that isn't really used all that well. Well, you know? and it would give you like an ability to greater, to to have the roaches bond greater to Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I mean, it's the same gag as as you know the short film. It's like ah, you don't need her anyway. There will be somewhere else. like you know, like I think that's one of the things that like they kind of tease the that concept in this, like the whole idea of that like, roaches don't have any privacy because they're always around other roaches and they don't really get that Joe needs some time to himself is a concept that I think they could have played with a lot that they don't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, again, like, it's it's just a it's a. It's a long montage of missed opportunities. Yeah, no, because with I mean, Jerry like, O'Connell. Yeah, because they play up that notion of like how the cockroaches ruin all of Joe's jobs, and it's just like I feel like that montage is all uh, honestly like develop that idea further. Like have have the cockroaches being like, "Oh, Joe, that's so great! You're gonna get a job. We're gonna help Joe keep this job." And like every yeah. time they fuck like, up, and it's just like we don't get that moment of like how determined the cockroaches are to help him, and then we just see well, how and also not understanding, not understanding yeah. the fact that they aren't helping. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, there are again, there are seeds of ideas in this film that I really enjoy that I mm. wish were explored more. Yeah. Because then it could have been something great. Yeah. It is not great. Um, no. Yeah. It, it is the opposite of great. Yeah. <laughs> um well guys, it kind of feels like who else has anything else left to I think that I said everything that I actually want to say. There was another note that I made, but I don't actually want to say it. And like, it's the fucking terrible name of the pizza place that he works for. Oh God, yes. What was that... the name of the pizza place? It's like Ricardo's, but um, replace the C with a T. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> a joke that wouldn't fly. It did uh, not, yeah. That did not age well. No, well, I mean, like I said, Ed, you know, as much as I talk about the cross-dressing senator, I think that that's a, a joke that there's a way of making it funny that works even now. But I definitely think that the way that would have done it in the nineties would yeah. not have been inappropriate uh, at all. So. I, I mean, I was thinking about that and going, you know, we really should do uh, a future episode on Ace Ventura. Ooh. As an, age, like as an age like Volk, yeah. I mean, it's it's already on the spreadsheet. Oh, are, okay. Like, are you at all surprised that that's already on the spreadsheet? No, I'm not. But that's because, not our next oh. age like Malk, folks. Our yeah. next age like Malk comes at the end of this month, so check back then. Um, but hey, we're not there yet. I, I think. Uh, I, can we be there now instead of having watched this? I think we're at verdicts. Uh. Yeah, we probably are at verdicts. I was just trying to figure out I when gonna... when did when did okay, so it was Rudy Giuliani dressed in drag in two thousand because I wondered if that was where that gag came from. Um so but yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I am curious where that gag came from. Because I like, thought it I, might I be a reference it's... for something. Yeah. I was gonna say I doubt it's playing off of like J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, it could be. It could I be. Mean, and because it's just it's it's an interesting thing, especially now with all the like laws about drag shows that are coming out about, you know, that like like the Sanders having a kind of of secret, you know, double life type thing that this could be playing into that I was wondering if they were making a reference to that, because it's definitely something that you could do. But at the same time, I know this film isn't smart enough to think that far like that. No, so. no I, I'm, I'm guessing it was largely because like, haha, wouldn't that be funny if the senator was a crossdresser? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which, okay. Again, like it's it's so weird. Like, man, we're getting oddly political on this one, I guess. But um, it's so weird that there are so many laws against like uh, fucking drag shows because like drag isn't inherently queer either mm-hmm. yeah like similar similar to like crossdressers like crossdressers aren't you know transvestites or yeah. uh fucking that's the wrong word jesus christ uh transgender 
transgender. Thank you. But also not even always like identifying as something other than straight. Hey, I I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. One of the main reasons why I kind of want to get a kilt is because I don't have, well, because one of my legs isn't terrible anymore. Uh, Plus, I like the breeziness of a skirt. Yeah, no, I, I always think it's funny that um, what I think it was in was it in ancient Greece made fun of Spartans for Spartan men for wearing pants instead of skirts or something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just kind of of you know the the what what gender means or what, what's acceptable uh, among different genders is uh, is interesting because it it changes with time. But yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, like, you, you factor time into that, you look yeah. at uh, you know, the dandies of the 1700s in yeah. like France, and it's like, oh, all the men wear powdered wigs and high heels, cool, yeah. Well, yeah, no, well, back in the time when your job could just be, I'm just a eccentric house guest, <laughs> and I go from wealthy mansion to wealthy mansion being eccentric, and that's my job, and they give me food, so. <laughs> I How mean, awesome that, sounds like, that, aw- be, that sounds that like was an amazing. awesome that was a signi- that There's a significant portion of people in history who that's what they did. Um, some of them were like authors and shit, but like some of them, it's like they seriously just went from mansion to mansion, gauging when they'd overstayed their welcome and leaving just before that, before they went on to the next one. <laughs> as, as a 90s kid, my parents taught me that I could be anything I wanted. I want that. I want <laughs> yeah. that job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, but yeah, I guess we should get to verdicts. <laughs> yes. All right. Who wants to start this one out? I'll start. I mean, I think it's pretty obviously a, a screw it. I, I do feel like like if they had um, put the time and energy into making this a full-blown musical, not just the cockroaches singing, but every character singing, I think that giving Joe, giving Senator Doherty, giving Lily all I want songs so we have a better understanding of their character would have probably helped them in the writing and helped us engage with it. It also would have padded the length. There's more opportunity for jokes. I think that there's a way of like weirdly salvaging the like idea of this it's just like you need to like gut it to the point of like starting over (laughs) so like basically yeah yeah so Um, i mean it's 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 a screw it it's it's like thankfully it didn't sink mtv i guess but like i don't understand how the executives really greenlit this because they really should have taken one look at the script and said no you know, but um, one yeah. thing that we haven't really touched on is the the animation. In this is phenomenal. Um, and oh you know, yeah, yeah. Blue Sky, like yeah. super sad that you fucking told me just before we started recording that like <laughs> they went under during the fucking pandemic. Yeah, because like it it's the company that brought us like the original VFX for like T uh, two and Jurassic Park, and like this is a portion of my childhood, and yeah. I didn't realize it was dead. Yeah, no, no, Ice Age <laughs> yeah. and all that. So, like, you know, they did they did well, um, and, you know, you can see why watching this, it's like, yeah, this animation is phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I think they did a good job of mixing practical uh, animation and puppetry in this. Like, I think the puppetry to cover them works surprisingly well. Uh, yes. The dialogue is better. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, the puppetry, the claymation, like yeah, that there's a was... lot of mixed animation styles, and they all kind of fuse together into something that just like I'm really impressed to be able to have done this in '96, and it doesn't look like shit. Like yeah, it, looks it really does good. It's pretty hard to tell which style of animation they're doing a lot of the time. Like, yeah. is this I practical? do wish that Rodney this... did yeah. have like a characteristic. Yeah, no, he need he needs some sort of like a jaunty like, little hat. He, yeah. Well, he need, he needs he like fucking, I, even something like that. It's stupid, but like it sets him nah, apart I mean, from he, the rest. He's like, I was yeah, gonna say needs, like staining on his wings. Yeah, I, I like make him a slightly different color. Give him some sort of prop that makes him distinguishable. Like, like yeah, like he needed a something that we king. know it's. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, you give him like a skittle or something that he got stuck on his his head or something like that. You know, it's just like he just needs something to make him a little bit more distinct. But. um Otherwise, I uh, I think that the animation looks looks pretty good. 
Um, and, you know, most of the time he'll introduce himself and the voice is consistent. So you know who he's talking to because really it's only only uh, Ralph that really is that prominent, like Ralph, Ralph and Rodney. But yeah, there's Ralph and Rodney. Rodney is just someone that Ralph bounces ideas off of. Ralph's mm-hmm. the one who mostly inter- interacts with Joe. So, yeah. Did, anyway, did we mention did we mention the other like broach actors or? Uh, yeah, I think I thought before? you did. I think okay. you did. Yeah. Okay. There's right. like a lot of them, um, but yeah, like there's a lot. On. Like there's only like three that were names that I even knew. I mean, like Dave Chappelle, Tim Blake Nelson, like you know, BD Wong, BD Wong, yeah, Billy West, uh, but yeah, and then Rockefeller doing all the singing. So, um, but yeah, anyway, Emily's verdict. Uh, Emily says, "Screw it!" Like what? Wow, <laughs> shocker. What? Um, uh. Again, I agree. The animation is good. I actually really enjoyed some of the musical numbers. Not every single one worked for me. Um, And I mean, I will say this for Jerry O'Connell, like the script is fucking awful. The main, the, the, like the story parts are like pretty painful to watch, but like not nearly as painful as they could be. So thanks Jerry O'Connell for like being good enough to at least make me not like, uh contemplate like you know burning my house down instead of finishing the movie no i mean he has this like boyish energy to him that i think is kind of endearing um and i think that there you know i i think there's a possibility that the character really could have come off as as uh so slobby to be creepy um that he manages to walk that line pretty well um not be a creep absolutely um, so like good on him for that but like yeah this movie sucks like he's it gross, sucks but, but it could have sucked gross. way worse it could have sucked worse yeah i, I do think oh, it could have sucked way harder uh, yeah I, I do think that yeah you put someone like adam sandler in that role and it's like oh, yikes oh yeah. yeah yeah so like you put adam sandler in that role and it ends his career it's so bad yeah yeah well jerry uh, O'Connell have didn't have him going overboard yeah <laughs> so no i haven't <laughs> nor have i i have no intention ever to um so emily you got anything else with your screw it um cool voice actors i guess too (laughs) i don't know Uh, man i i this movie sucked i i i'm all i'm yeah all right so i guess it's on to me um i fucking i fucking hate that like I'm happy that we did this, but I'm sorry to you guys that we did this. Like mm-hmm. I you fucking Emma should screw be. it. Yeah. I do him screw it. Like yeah. there are a lot of elements that I like about this movie. I think that you know, you rework the idea and like I was saying, you do like Avenue Q meets Ratatouille. Yep. I, I think that like that idea would really work. You do it as a fucking rock opera. Yeah. That would really work. What we got doesn't work there's seeds of ideas but Mm -hmm. as a whole it's well i also just think that like there's also what they were like the style of humor in this like it's a lot of like humor that like maybe you would find funny if you're eight but the film clearly isn't geared at that at an audience that young and it's just weird because like it makes me guess that they're going for what they knew their actual views and butthead audience was at the time because like Beavis and Butthead started what like ninety three, yeah. So it's going for that like, like that. Beavis and Butthead, uh, Ren and Stimpy sort of humor, but in live action, it didn't yeah. work and, like, though because just, I like those things. Work. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I I just think it needs to. Pick it did a lane. work for like thirteen or twelve year old. Yeah, no, it, it just needed to pick a lane. Like, I saw this it. in theaters yeah. when it came out. You did. So, that says yeah. more about you yeah. than it does yeah. about the movie. Yeah, no, I mean because that's well, the it was thing. MTV's like... first movie, and that's well, the thing they kept on pushing in the trailer for it was like MTV. Like I said, all, like just like featuring original music by would have been would have like, been way a, more rad. A huge yes. selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, l- Alanis Morissette, Iggy Pop, and uh, well, get get the posters somebody. they has in your mom room. Get <laughs> yeah. Get Soundgarden. Get like. 
like you know the, those are those are the p- bands that i would have liked them to go out well to. and like they uh, had some neat music in the movie itself uh, because it, it not only was he a big fan of music given all the uh band posters and shit on the walls yeah but like uh, you know there was like some there were like de la soul did the uh end song that was like a remix of Joe's apartment thing. Like, yeah. that's cool. Get them to be actually in the fucking movie. Even if it's like doing that number in yeah. the fucking movie and being able to sell off like music by De La Soul. And with a big concert with some rock band that people was, that was popular at the time. Like, I think that's, uh, that's a selling point that could have been there. Um, yeah, you know, your climax, but, your climax yeah. is, you know, climbing out of shit. You start yeah. off with shit and then you end like, well, no, there's, I mean, yeah, there's it, a better it, idea. It, there's like green day or there, something. There, yeah, like, I mean, it's yeah. early just, enough in just, the career. It's shoehorn or some um, band into that finale with the opening the park or I can have them like show up and randomly perform a concert because that was something that happened in the nineties all the time in movies is yeah. like, like, you know, I think that, you know, ha- the fact that the bands and it gives it a selling point, I mean, but you know, I mean, again, just back to the humor. It's just like, so some of the humor is just like the Walter shit. Like the fact that his name is shit is like played like a joke is sort of like <laughs> we said shit and it's just like shit's creek has managed th- that joke way better than this than this does so you it's know. like like you know it's 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 just lazy it, it, it's it, it seems like it was written by i don't know by a 12 year old yeah exactly <laughs> that's that's really what five 12 year olds for 12 year olds <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you didn't write this movie that's, that's why, why you, that's why you want and you're just blacklisted from the industry forever because of it yeah did I, did I real this movie into reality me. yeah <laughs> oh god that that seems entirely possible oh Further proof that we live in a simulation. All right. Uh, for this episode of uh, TJ's Conspiracy Theories, I've been TJ. Goodbye oh, to everybody else. Well, <laughs> oh, kids are shit, I guess. But yeah. Good luck, uh, everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> check out my webcomic on woodfetus.com. Bye, everyone. Oh, oh no, I wasn't saying podcast. like that actual bye bye. Oh, that well, was I mean, like I'm, a joke. I was going to like. Close I think we're ready now. to wrap out. So. Well, yeah, we're still Dan, out pitch now. your webcomic. Yeah, 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 you did the thing. yeah, I did my thing. Yeah, he did Emily, his thing. pitch our other fucking podcast. Uh, it's called TJ Sucks. No, it's actually called New England Beer <laughs> Reviews. Uh, TJ does suck, but that's not the, na- the title of the podcast. <laughs> entirely um, unrelated. Uh, entirely unrelated. Uh, yeah, it's just him and me though. So. Uh, Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> but yeah, we've been Cedar Screw It. My name's Ben, TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick and Daniel Murphy. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Letterboxd. You can give us money on Patreon. Uh, we use initials for those last two. Um, final word. Welcome to Joe's apartment. Yep. Oh, no, that, that was the thing. Um We've been here for a hundred million years and we'll be here after you yep. is a line that I really liked. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that was the other thing is like to give the cockroaches like the notion that they kind of want to like, there's a weird hint that they're like cool with nuclear war starting because they don't wipe out the humans. And I felt like that was a, again, a better movie idea. No, no we're, of, like, we're, we're not going to get into that yeah. because yeah. yeah, that that's, them a trying to start spy, nuclear spy war film, would be a hilarious. spy film with cockroaches, cockroaches to trying to start, to start uh, nuclear the, war the sequel that would be hilarious movie, yeah sequel to joe's apartment movie. two yeah. electric uh, boogaloo yeah where they where his apartment is like a nuclear bunker that they built just for him <laughs> and everyone else dies i love that that's hilarious that would be like, so funny they're like and, and Joe's like, where the fuck is everyone else? And he's, they're like, well, we killed them all, but we like you, Joe. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Oh, that would uh, be hilarious. Such all better right. ideas than what we got. Anyway. All bye. right, Dan, you, you're a resident writer. Get on it. No. <laughs> no. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>